Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Soprano. Joining us is Rob Daniel. Rob is the superintendent at Rivertown Country Club in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, which is outside Charleston. Rob is also the president of the Carolinas GCSA. We thought that Rob would be the perfect guest to have on to discuss the 2018 Carolinas GCSA show in Myrtle Beach. Rob not only previews this year's show on the podcast, but he also discusses some of his past experiences attending the show and what the show has meant to his professional development. We're glad that Rob was able to take some time to join us, and we know that you're going to find some of his insights valuable, even if you don't live in the Carolinas. Well, Rob, thanks for joining us. I know it's uh, busy times at Rivertown and in the Charleston area and, and in the Carolinas as a whole. Before we got on the air and started recording, I just found out that you're a big fan of podcasts and listen to them. So the first thing I got to ask you is, what is it like being a guest on a podcast as somebody who listens to them and appreciates them? Well, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's it's funny. I hope that uh, I'm half as entertaining as some of the ones that I listen to uh, because uh, I, I really do enjoy them. And, and uh, there's a bunch of different subject matters and, and, uh, and genres that, that I find fascinating to listen to so um, I hope that we can be as entertaining as some of the ones I listen to. So we're getting ready for the Carolinas GCSA conference and show. You're the president of it but I want to go back in time a little bit. When did you attend the conference and show for the first time and what did you remember about that first one that you attended? Yeah the first one that I attended I was still an uh, undergrad student at uh, Clemson University and I want to say it was in the late 90s and I came up with the turf club and uh, we just volunteered to, to help out the Carolinas and and I was uh, gosh, I was probably about 20 or 21 years old I was pretty overwhelmed with the whole with the whole show can remember Angie Davis, who who works for us now as our office manager up in Liberty, was was kind of directing us on what to do, and and Cindy Baldwin, who just retired with us, um, was was kind of pointing us in the right direction. And to fast forward to today, when lucky enough to be the president of the association, it's it's kind of hard to believe that uh, I was so overwhelmed at that point with the with the whole conference and show and. And, and now we're kind of in charge of the whole thing. So come a long way from those days. Was there a student turf ball at that time? There was not. No, we didn't, we didn't have that. And, um, you know, we did at the National. I remember later that year, um, I want to say it was either that year or the, or the next one, I went to the National show, which was in New Orleans, I believe, and we participated in the turf ball um, there. And I... I don't. I know we didn't win. I don't think we. I don't think we did too bad. I think we were in the top ten. But but no, that's one of the great things about our show that we've added. As uh, is now we've got several schools that are competing in the turf bowl, and I'm actually looking forward to to going to it this year and attending and uh, and seeing how those guys do. I'd say that's one of the cool things about the Carolinas GCSA conference and show is the amount of student involvement. You have students from numerous universities in the region participating as somebody that's in the 
business, how cool is it to see students come to the event? And have you been able to benefit from any of those student relationships you've made at an event like the, the conference and show? Yeah, well, we've had um, we've had a couple of students that have worked for us um, over the years that have been students at, at Clemson or, or Georgetown or, um, or NC State. And so in some ways, it's always fun to, to go and to see them. And many of them have moved on to be assistants or uh, second assistants at golf courses or gone on to sports their careers or something. So it's always fun to kind of keep up with those guys. Got one that's a, a senior at Clemson this year that, um, you know, I'm expecting to see at the show. So I'm hoping that um, we can connect at some point. And, and uh, I think it's it's that way for a lot of guys. You know, they, they are interested to, um, to keep up with these guys that have worked for them and, and um, you know, especially the good ones who work hard for you, you want to you want to make sure that they uh, they get on the right track to, to having a successful career. So uh, it all starts at that point, and, and it's, it's a fun way for us to involve those guys, and, and, and we certainly appreciate their help during the week, and, um, and we hope they enjoy competing in that turf bowl, and I, I know they all want to win it and, uh, and do well, and hopefully it motivated, motivates all of them to, to, um, to do the things necessary to, to, to be, you know, attractive uh, applicants when they get out. Rob, was there anybody you met in those first few shows that you attended in the late 1990s and early 2000s that you were in awe of, and were there any seminars or any events that you saw on the trade show floor that really stick out and you still remember to this day? You know, I yeah, I was um, I was in awe of a lot of guys. I I um, I remember the first time that I went. I I was at um, you know I was a Clemson student, and uh, at the time Paul Jett was at Pinehurst Number Two, and I want to say they were hosting the the U.S. Open. Um, I want to say it was in 1999, I believe. Yep, the Payne Stewart year. Yeah, and and uh, I just remember meeting Paul Jett, and he came to our our little booth that we were we had as a you know representing Clemson University, and found out that he was a Clemson grad, and he he, he was just so far ahead of where I was. I, you know, I was um, sort of in awe of Paul, and and then fast forward, you know, many years now, I see him at our uh, know board retreats and stuff and he um you know he's he's just puts his pants on just like the rest of us do and i think that was the thing that uh you know many years ago i i didn't really realize that um such a tight-knit group and and you know whether it's a person like paul or, or bill anderson or um you know, Randy Long, um, all these guys, they're, they're very helpful and, and very approachable, and, and um, it's very nice to meet them. And, and, and now, many years later, I, I consider many of them friends and, and colleagues. How has the conference and show aided your professional development? For me, it's huge. I, I, um, 
became a certified superintendent many years ago, and, and um, you know, I, I really rely heavily on the conferencing show to get my certification points. Um, so uh, I don't go to the national show very frequently, um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to accumulate all the points necessary to become recertified. So for me, it's, it's, um, it's very um, critical that I'm able to get everything there, and I try to get as much as I can uh, during this week in Myrtle Beach so that you don't have to, to go uh, searching too hard to, to try to find other opportunities to get uh, certification points. River Towns in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, which is in the Charleston area, which is about two hours from Myrtle Beach, right? I made that drive last year. I'm trying to remember how, how long it was. Yeah, it is. It's about um, to the, the middle of Myrtle Beach. It's about two hours, and um, it's an easy drive up Highway 17, and um, we're just north of Charleston, which is, um, you know, one of the the, uh, the great tourist destinations of our country. So um, we uh, we enjoy everybody to come down to Charleston if they get a chance. And, uh, it's a great coastal city. What goes through your mind when you're making that two-hour drive from Charleston to Myrtle Beach? You know the show's going to begin. What, do, what are you th- thinking about? I guess it's probably a little bit different now that you're president than when you were just an attendee, but how exciting is it to make that drive, and what goes through your head when you're headed to Myrtle Beach for the show? You know, Myrtle Beach is, is um, becoming a place that I'm, I'm more and more comfortable with uh, the, the more frequently we visit. My daughter's a, a into gymnastics, and it seems like Myrtle Beach hosts uh, gymnastics meets all the time. So it's like we're constantly headed up and down uh, Highway 17 to to go take her. I remember not too long ago, I was taking three girls up there early one Saturday morning. And um, when I go now, it's like as soon as I hit uh, Georgetown, I feel like I'm like I'm there. And it's, then you just start counting the golf courses as you see them. Start with uh, with Debadu there, and and you go up and you see the Founders Club, and uh, you hit Pauly's Island, and you see, you know, True Blue and Caledonia and Heritage Club and Pauly's Plantation, and and um, so for me it's kind of interesting because it's like you, for me I'm always looking at the golf courses as we go in, and and it's sort of surreal. You're headed to a uh, a a convention of golf course superintendents and you're seeing all these golf courses on the way. And, uh, and now that I've, you know, been around and I've met a lot of those superintendents, it's always, um, you know, it's nice that, you know, I can say that, you know, I know all the guys that are taking care of those, those golf courses. So, um, it's cool. I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I really enjoy going there this time of year. It's been a very challenging year for a lot of your colleagues in Myrtle Beach and other parts of the region. There was some winter damage to begin the year, and then Hurricane Florence and some other storms came through. In your role as president, what is it like hearing the stories of other superintendents when they have a challenging year like this? And what are some of the inspiring things that you've noticed or observed that have come from these events that superintendents have no control over? Well, I can I can appreciate it because you know living here on the coast, um, we've we've experienced these natural disasters, these tropical storms and hurricanes before. I think sort of the deal here in the Carolinas 
members to each other. Um, you know, if if they have something that someone else needs, they're they're not afraid to share it, and and in many cases they'll they'll make the effort to to transport those goods, whether it's a a chipper or a stump grinder or chainsaws or whatever you know the the, the courses may need. Superintendents go the extra mile for each other, and uh, you don't find that in other professions. You know, the golf business is extremely competitive, but uh, you know the people within it are are very um, helpful to each other. And you know, in other competitive business environments, you don't you just don't find that. They just it doesn't happen that way. And I think that's unique to our industry, and it's something that. You know, here in the Carolinas, I'm very proud of that, you know, our members are, are they, they live to such a high standard and they help each other out. And uh, that really speaks to what we're all about. What type of, I don't know if this is the right word, solace or relief that does the sh- conference and show provide? Like when a superintendent goes through a natural disaster in late summer, early fall and gets through it, and then ends up in Myrtle Beach and sees his colleagues. What what do you think that does for a superintendent's psyche and mentality? It's always good to see everybody um, in, in Myrtle Beach, and and um, you know, it, a lot of guys they use the week to, to kind of blow off steam and play some golf and and visit with friends that they haven't seen in in some time, and um, think there's there's really no downtime. In, in the Carolinas, you know, we finish the show and, you know, it's just on to the next project or, or, or the next event. And, you know, in the case of last year where we had the, the snowfalls, I mean, we, we had snow for a week here in Charleston. And as a Charlestonian, I can promise you that that hasn't happened in a very, very long time and it doesn't happen very often. So, um, you know, as soon as that was over it was on to kind of assessing the damage and the recovery and and then it's on to summertime so we definitely relax for a little week while we're we're here in uh in myrtle beach and and we try to enjoy ourselves but it's right back to work as soon as we get back to our facilities for sure does snow shut charleston down I'm used to it. We're used to it, you know, in the Midwest yeah. and Northeast and Mid-Atlantic and the Rockies. What is it like when it when it snows in the, the coastal Carolinas? For me, as this year being a president, it was really frustrating because we we had uh, our first two meetings of the year were snowed out, and uh, our first meeting of the year was down at, at or supposed to be down at Calawasi at Billy Bagwell's place, and. Um, you know, that, that week we had snow all down, you know, all the way down to Hilton Head. And, and here in Charleston, we're just not equipped to, to handle a, a heavy snow event like that. And, and what I mean by that is we, there are no snow plows down here, and there's no machines to salt the roads down. And, and so when it happened, uh, everything was pretty much shut down, and it was shut down for five days or so and gradually trucks from the north began to make their way down here and the the roads began to get cleaned up and and we could get people back on them but uh, that was that was quite an event and kids really loved it because they didn't have school and and it was sunny during the day and there was plenty of snow for them to play in 
for businesses and for uh, for workers. They they weren't able to work and businesses weren't able to open. So uh, it, there there was a huge economic impact from it. It doesn't happen very often. So I think you know we just try to try to get past it and and uh, you know there was a lot of damage associated with it for a lot of golf courses. A lot of those places had to do a lot of work in the summertime to get their greens back. And, um, you know, fortunately for us, we were okay besides some, some marks from uh, some, some sledding on the golf course and some golf carts pulling, you know, uh, uh, donuts behind, uh, you know, some kids uh, kind of skiing behind a golf cart. You know, that was really the only damage that we suffered here. But, um it's just uh, we're not we're not really equipped to handle that kind of stuff down here. So hopefully it doesn't happen uh, too many times in the near future. So the year got off to a snowy start, but what has the rest of the year been like being the president of the association? What have you learned about the association and its members over the course of the last 12 months? Like I said before, our, our members are just, our people are what, makes our association great and um you know there's there's been several just situations that have occurred throughout the year that um where you just learn about people helping people and uh it just makes you feel really good about you know the things that people do for for other people whether it's been you know some sort of natural disaster or a snow related event or People, you know, with the floods uh, and, the, and, and losing homes or being forced out of their homes, uh, our members uh, have really helped each other out. And um, that's not surprising to me because I, I've, I've been in this association for a long time and, and I've gotten to know many of the people that are in it. But um, it's just something that I'm really proud of and, and I think it's something that... Um, you know, the Carolinas is, is proud of, and, and that's part of our mission. This is the 52nd Carolinas GCSA conference and show, and each one's special for a lot of reasons. What excites you about 2018's version of the conference and show? One of the, one of the biggest things for me is, um, is Dr. Burke McCarty receiving our Distinguished Service Award this year. Um, is, is pretty special for me. As a Clemson graduate, I I used to work for, for Dr. Burt when I was a student there, and, and um, he taught all of us a lot, but, you know, as a as an employee, I I got to spend a little bit more time with him than maybe some other guys did. And, um, he just taught me a lot, and, and he's been so uh, influential here in the Carolinas, and and uh, he's just such a such a good guy, and uh, just really happy to see him be recognized for for all the work that he's done for all of us in the Carolinas. And it's not just you know here in South Carolina; he's done a lot of work for for people across the country. And his research is is second to none. You know, he's really uh, a giant in in the turf research world. And, Really, really happy to recognize him for all of his good work. So, 
you know, that's one of the main things that I'm I'm really looking forward to this week or coming up uh, for, for the next week is um, just just recognizing him for all the good things that he does. How key are people like Dr. McCartney and Dr. Martin, who was supposed to be retired, but I see him popping up all over the place still in your region, and Drs. Kearns and Brandenburg and Yelverton and NC State. Now, how important are these universities, not only to the association, but to the, the show? Well, I think, I think they're, they're great. Um, you know, all the guys that you mentioned, um, you know, have, have helped everybody out through a lot of these issues that, that, that pop up throughout the year. And um, it's really great to see them at the end of the year. Or we call this the end of the year at the show, and they can kind of uh, give you a, a synopsis of what they saw this past year or what they're seeing and, and, and kind of how to avoid those sort of issues moving forward. And, and that's what makes those guys so helpful is, is they've, they've experienced so much and they've seen so many things. Not only is there an educational component to the conference and show, there's obviously a golf component too, and it's a gigantic golf component. In fact, it's so big that you need three golf courses to have the the outing. What what does that mean to the show, and how nice is it to see your colleagues get a chance to enjoy the game and sport that they often don't get to enjoy as much as they'd like to? Yeah, we, we our golf tournament is, is very popular. We, we want to thank uh, Toro Company and Smith Turf and Irrigation for sponsoring that um, every every year. They, they do it for us and, and it's great. It should be great this year. We've got um, Paul Kaufman uh, hosting us at the Presswick Club up in Surfside and uh, Ronald Crow hosting us at the Reserve Club in Pauly's Island and Kevin Tompkins hosting us at True Blue uh, in Pauly's Island as well. So, yeah, three golf courses. We're going to have um, right around 300 golfers play. And uh, we've got, you know, a championship division. We've got a four ball. And we've got a captain's choice uh, division set up. So it's always really popular. And, um uh, I'm looking forward to hanging out with some buddies and, and playing uh, in the Captain's Choice Division. We, we have a great time. A, a few last things here. What do you want the normal attendee coming away thinking about the show? Or even better, what do you want a first-time attendee coming away thinking when they go to the association's event? Well, I, I hope that they um, appreciate everything that's available for them. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have put a lot of work into trying to provide, you know, many different things for, for our attendees this week. And um, whether it's educational seminars, we, we hope that everybody finds them very informative and beneficial to their careers. And um, our trade show, uh, we appreciate all of the vendors coming and, and, uh, and showcasing their, their products and, and, uh, 
we hope that that our attendees find that incredibly useful for making decisions in the future. I think um, hopefully one of the things that that they find is they meet an incredible network of people. You know, that's one of the greatest things that I think we provide that, you know, that's just sort of something that many of us probably take for granted. But, you know, the opportunity to meet a lot of the people within the the Carolinas uh, and beyond. We have a lot of visitors outside of the Carolinas that attend this show. And uh, I hope that they take advantage of the opportunity to network with some of those people and, and, um, and create relationships that can help them out in the future. So the last thing here, I'm, I'm looking at your president's message in the conference and show program, and you have a bow tie on. And if I remember correctly, you had a bow tie on at the show last year. Explain the story behind that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, so I was watching the World Series, and I saw one of the reporters that had, had his bow tie for a, a different cause every day. And, I was, and my wife was telling me, you know, um, since when is it, you know, that she's got to to represent for a cause. And I was like, well, maybe I need to do it when I'm in Myrtle Beach coming up. But it's one of these things that uh, I guess it's just a, a, a neat style that a lot of a lot of Charlestonians um, gravitate towards the, the bow tie. And um, you don't see it too often in the golf industry, but uh, I grew up and I went to a high school and I had to wear a traditional necktie. Uh, you know, throughout my high school years, and when you did that every day for for four years, um, get tired of, of of tying the old Windsor knot all the time. So, um, the opportunity presented itself for me to to go out with without school clothes on and 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 dress up. I figured that I needed to spice it up with a bow tie. So that just kind of started when I was, you know, really. Uh, you know, in my high school years, and it's just kind of continued on to today. Do you take ribbing from colleagues because of it? I, I haven't yet, but um, I, I hope that maybe we'll see a few more in, in Myrtle Beach, and maybe I'll start sort of a trend. But um, no, I I think um, I think uh, I don't know, it seems to be a good look for me. I'm gonna stay with it. It does look pretty sweet, and it's certainly. Uh... Memorable. I'm certainly the furthest thing from a fashion critic or fashion connoisseur, but good job on that. I always tell people different is good. You remember sometimes something that's a little bit out of the norm. So, Rob, this was a lot of fun. You were an awesome, awesome guest. Congratulations on everything that the association has accomplished over the last year. There are a lot of great people doing a lot of great things, including yourself, and we look forward to seeing you in Myrtle Beach. All right, guy. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much.